The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey guys, Ralph Marlboro here. We need your support to keep Saints Happy Hour going this offseason. Please support the show by becoming a patron so we can continue to cover the Saints in the ridiculous fashion you've come to expect. If you support the show, you get access to the podcast ad-free. No ads ever. Plus, you get our world-famous booze bundle, four swag items, amazing. And you get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7. So please support Saints Happy Hour so we can keep this amazing community growing. Support the show at SaintsHappyHour.com today. This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints Happy Cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's its painful. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. This one is brought to you free courtesy of Bet Online and Kansas City Stakes. Thanks to them for sponsoring the podcast. But uh, find us on the YouTubes uh, or wherever you get your podcast, and then become a patron, support the show. Andrew, we are doing a show today. We are going to talk about the Saints draft picks, all of them. We're going to talk about the the Saints, the best, our favorite one. We're going to talk about the the best one that people aren't talking about uh, because we on the big show we got sidetracked. Uh, and remember, join us tonight because we're going to beat the crap out of Dave for just ranting about Raz for forty minutes. Uh, join us in the locker room chat. But we're going to talk about we're going to go deep into the prospects today, a little deeper, uh, each one. And we don't. I don't care about letter grades because that's stupid. You can't grade a draft. But I think the thing that I want to talk about with you is I want to talk about strengths and weaknesses in a prospect. And I want to talk about the ones that if they don't play this year, depending on circumstances, it could be a serious problem. Like remember Stanley Jean-Baptiste in 2014. Jabari Greer had gotten hurt in 2013. Keenan Lewis hurt his leg in 2014. And the Saints were desperate for any semblance of a functioning corner and they just wouldn't play Stanley Jean-Baptiste and me and you were like that is a terrible terrible sign for this dude they are petrified to play him they're signing UDFAs off the street and playing them instead of him this is a terrible sign and I remember Spain's beat writers and, and maybe even under were like no 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 it doesn't mean that he's bad it, it it just takes time, and I remember the one thing I fought with Nick, and 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 he got kind of mad at me, but I, I stand by it 100. I remember, I think it was 2015, and 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 Drew Brees had the plantar fasciitis, and that was when they had Garrett Grayson as the backup quarterback. He had been the backup quarterback for a little more than two years, and the Saints were, I think they were five and eight or six and nine, and they or you know I think they were five and eight. They were playing Jacksonville, and it was oh, is, is Drew going to be able to play this week? And the Saints, the other backup quarterback, McCown, had already been hurt. So he was on IR. And and they signed Matt Flynn. 
and I was like, that's and I was like, that's the end of Garrett Grayson. Like he's never gonna be anything for the Saints. And 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 Nick was like, oh no, it takes time. I'm like, this is a meaningless fucking game. And the Saints are like, he's not even ready to play in a meaningless game. We can't play him because he'll embarrass us in a meaningless game. He's that not ready. We got to sign Matt Flynn. And I was like, he's done. That's it. So I want to look at the draft picks kind of from that lens. Like, you can tell us what they what they can do and all that, but I want to look at it from, from that lens because I think that matters more than like, I gave it a B plus, right, for the draft. Like, that matters. So like, as we look at these picks, I want to go through it to, to that lens um, because I think that's what fans care about. Like, if they play, if they contribute, do we need them to contribute depending on circumstances? Does that make sense? So Peyton Turner, he's really interesting. Like, I, I, I mean, the, the the Tulane footage with him is just hysterical. Like, he's Godzilla destroying Tokyo. But what do you think? Because he he could have a season where if if Marcus Two firsts finally gets healthy and lives up to his potential. If you're the UDFA son, Carl Granderson plays well. Like there's a scenario where like they don't really need him to play, but like what's the what's the what's the optimal season for him you think that's realistic that you would be very pleased with when we're done with 2021? You'd be like, that's a really good that's a really nice rookie season for him. I'm excited for him for 2022. What would well, be that season? When we when we talk about variance for the season, like just being unsure of like all the different scenarios that could happen, I think that's a micro Peyton Turner's kind of a microcosm of that in the sense that like you're absolutely right. There's a scenario where Cam Jordan and Davenport are both healthy and playing as as good as we mm-hmm. can expect them to play. Granderson comes in as a sub pass thresher and has six sacks on the year, and, and and the light comes on for Passanio, and and he's kind of a decent sub guy too. And like Peyton Turner really never plays. Like that's one scenario where he's just kind of redshirted, maybe plays a little bit here and there, is inactive on game day. There's another scenario where Davenport continues to be Davenporty. You know, he's injured, he's out. He's right. Cam Jordan Cam Jordan regresses, you know, it's so like defensive end kind of sucks. Granderson continues to be raw, not really giving you much. Passigno continues to be what he's been his whole career, which is underachieving. And Peyton Turner's your best defensive end. You're counting on him to play. So like that's the variance. That's the high to low. Like it's it, it could go either way. And, and on I the guess low end, and in that scenario, if he's still inactive that's a goddamn problem. Yeah. At this point, Cam Jordan has question marks. Mm-hmm. Davenport has even bigger ones, right? I think the arrow is pointing up for Granderson. I, I like him and I love the videos that I've seen. It seems like he's been working really hard this offseason. So Granderson, the arrow is pointing up, but you know, he came in with a massive, massive character concern. So that's right. That's still a thing. And Passigno, like the book on him is he sucks. <laughs> you know, so like anything that he gives the Saints would almost be a surprise. So there are question marks at defensive end. Now you got five of them. So I feel good about it. So even though you got a question about like if Cam Jordan returns to form, if Davenport stays healthy, if Granderson continues to improve, if Passigno kind of turns things around thanks to a new scenery and a better coaching staff, like I, I, like I could see any of those four, including five, including Peyton Turner. I could see 
two of those five easily working out, if not three of those five. So I feel good in the sense that there's strength in numbers, but there's question marks about each. So yeah, there's a scenario where they don't need Peyton Turner to be awesome, but there are scenarios where they're going to need him. And I don't really know what to expect from him in year one. I, I do know this. I think he's a quick learner. I think he's highly intelligent. He's already kind of one of those guys that has uh, the arrow pointing straight up. Like he was a fast riser because of just... There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. How he looked at the Senior Bowl, how he looked in the interview process. Uh, he, he improved a lot from year one at Edge to year two. So I think he's he's going to be a quick study and a quick learner. And I think it'll be, I think he's going to be a guy like Onyemata, where he's not going to be like a bona fide stud year one, but I think you're he's going to get some snaps. He's going to mm-hmm. impress, and you're going to go into year two thinking, okay, he's ready. Yeah, and and to, to see about Onyemata, when they drafted him, they're like, yeah, he's really well. We're going to redshirt him, and then by like week eight, you'd look at it and you'd be like, oh, Onyemata played thirty percent of the plays today. Oh, Onyemata played thirty five percent of the plays. Like. This idea of him redshirting, nope, that's not really happening. And then you'd see like two plays a month where you'd be like, oh my God, Onyemata threw that dude and it was amazing. We are on the locker room app every Wednesday night at 9 o'clock talking Saints, talking NFL, talking draft. It's amazing. You can interact with us, goof it to us. You can make fun of me, pronounce, mispronounce names. You can ask serious draft questions about Andrew. We're having a blast talking Saints live. All you have to do is go download the locker room app for free in the iOS app store. Create a profile, link to your Twitter, and then join the NFL group. Follow me at Saints Happy Hour to be notified when the room goes live. We'll be going live every Wednesday at around 9 o'clock to talk Saints, to talk draft, and basically to make fun of me mispronouncing names. So do it. Download the Locker Room app today and then join us live every Wednesday at 9 o'clock. Sports. Culture. Takes. Take Line has it all. Take Line is a weekly podcast hosted by Emmy winner Jason Concepcion and former WNBA champ Renee Montgomery. That's a fast-paced exploration of the NBA and the world of sports and culture. Each week, Jason and Renee talk about the games, players, controversies, and issues that run both on and off the court. Follow Nail to hear Take Line every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts.
The second round pick, Andrew, Pete Werner, if he's not playing a ton, I think they got problems. Like, if he can't beat out Chase Hansen at linebacker, maybe they bring back Quan Alexander and that changes it a little. But I think Pete Werner, he's got to play, baby. Yeah, I mean, Zach Bond is... Oh, I forgot I mean, he existed. I, I, yeah, I apologize. I, 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 th- I think if Bond sucks this year, then I think you, we, we start to maybe decide that he's a bust. But um, yeah, Pete Werner, I think, is uh, of all the guys they picked, to me, is the most likely to start and play this year um, significantly. You know, and I, I think it's he, he's got the skill set. Now, now, if you ask me, like, what are the chances that he's good? What are the chances that he's bad? I think what would hold him back yeah, the the book on him, like the biggest question marks, is really his ability to fit gaps and just absorb blocks and be able to. He is a good run defender because he's a tremendous tackler, but it's more when like the point of attack finds him and he's engaged with the blocker. Can he absorb he, that? Especially bigger NFL guards and tackles. I know. But I, I just I I think that that comes back to strength and like he'll get on an NFL regime and I think I, I don't worry about that stuff as much. Yeah. I the thing that's weird about him is I know he's not undersized because his RAS score was ridiculous, but I guess it's just he wears number 20 and he just when you wear number 20 on defense and you're playing a <laughs> linebacker, it makes my mind think you're like tiny, you know? No, he does have good size. He has a good strength, so um yeah, yeah that's not really a, a problem, but yeah, I mean, I I think he could stand and gain maybe a, a little bit of muscle. Um, but again, I think I'll tell you this: I listen to every interview by all these rookies, and man, mm-hmm. they just articulate the strengths and weaknesses in their game and what they need to do to get better. And they just sound highly motivated. It's like you can see why they won the Saints. Quan but uh, Quan Baker, I almost call him Quan Butler. Quan Baker was really the only one that kind of didn't speak great like he just kind of gave one sentence answers like wasn't really engaging and maybe he was nervous maybe he was didn't, didn't want to say anything bad yeah. like, he didn't strike me as like the public speaker that's able to kind of articulate and win people over with like his interview skills well the, i think the, the, all the other picks and 100% i will say in i will say this the thing with baker is when you play at Ohio State, or even if you play at UH, right? Those are big schools. They have beat writers. They have multiple news stations. You play at South Alabama, man. You can go. You go games where you might talk to the you know uh, one newspaper beat guy. You know, so it may be like he just gets in front of the nerd yeah, media and he clams up. You know, a that's bit. part of it. That might be part of it, but. Yeah, maybe that's part of it is just the kid from South Alabama is maybe a little bit over, more overwhelmed by the magnitude mm-hmm. of all this. But I, I just think, you know, some of that's just natural. You know, some of that's just like uh, personality. And clearly they drafted a bunch of guys with personality. Here's the thing. Now we get to the third round guy, uh, Paulson Adebo. And my bottom my bottom line with him, unless the Saints add Richard Sherman – a debut better a debut. <laughs> you got Adebo. me, Andrew. I'm, I'm, I'm self conscious. A <laughs> He better be playing. Like even if he's even if he struggles and they gotta bench him and he's a mess, he better get snaps. Like I think then- I think they need. He not only needs to play, he needs to start. You know that that's like they need him to be at least right now until they add Richard Sherman or Casey Hayward or whatever. Like they need him to start and be good. And unfortunately, he's the most raw of them all. 
you know, so the things yeah. you love are obviously the, the athleticism. That's going to be true of all these picks. You love his height. You love his speed. You love his ball skills. But because he's a receiver, you know, th- there's uh, when, when you're a good defender, I mean, they, they always tell you this low man wins. I mean, they tell you that in basketball. They That's tell right. you that in football. You know, it's all about your stance. And and from a technique standpoint, he's a receiver. So he's very upright when he plays. And so that affects tackling. And he, he's been able to get away with it in the Pac-12 because he's fast, because he's strong, because he's supremely athletic, because he has tremendous ball skills. And I think the exciting thing is you got Lattimore on the other side. So, you know, a lot of balls will come his way. And, I mean, that, that's a guy that could be, be pretty productive in terms of if the if there's an opportunity to pick the ball, he's not going to drop many of them. You know, he's he's yeah. got a, he's got good hands. So, well, he'll make that play on the ball. But, like, I just worry that until he shores up his technique, like, that's the thing. In the NFL, they expose yeah. that every freaking snap if you don't come correct with that stuff. Well, the one thing I will say, you remember in in 2008, the Saints drafted Tracy Porter in the second round, and they just were like, "Dude, it's your job." And they put him out there. And I remember they went to Denver, and he got roasted, burned to a crisp, whatever you want to call it. Brandon Marsh, I think Brandon Marshall might have set the Denver like receptions record, but there were a couple times in that game where Tracy Porter made plays. And then he had the interception against against Minnesota on Monday night. Um, and you could see the progression and he broke his but then he broke his wrist and he was out for the year. And that was Tracy Porter's thing. He got he got he did he ended up getting hurt a lot. But that's what I want to see from a daybo. Like become throw him out there, take your fucking lumps, but see progression. If he's not playing Andrew, I'll be very, very concerned. Well, I don't think he needs – I think they have fine backups like Patrick Robinson, P.J. Williams, maybe even Keith Washington. Like They're they're fine backups. So like – and I think they could even start in a pinch if they have a number two they can trust, you know. So I think it's fine for him to have a redshirt year if they have someone else – who is the starter, you know, but if they don't, then yeah, I mean, he, he, he needs to be the guy. Well, yeah, I mean, if they, if they, he needs to start, if they sign Richard Sherman and Richard Sherman gets the, you know, finds the fountain of youth and he's like, and they get, you know, and they get 12 awesome games out of Sherman and Patrick Robinson can give them fill in. Like then it's like, because then it's like, okay, whatever you red shirted. Who, who, who cares? We don't even, we don't even notice because the Saint, the saints are fine at corner and we're just like we'll see we'll see in 2022 man it'll be fine but like if they don't if they don't sign Richard Sherman he better be playing day 1 that's all i have to say like and, and it, it can be a struggle it can be whatever but he better be seeing snaps yeah i agree um yeah yeah we're on the same page so the fourth round pick ian book the only thing i'll say about him is this preseason, they better have games because it's going to be amazing to watch. You got, you got Jameis, I know. you got Taysom. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'd love to see both, but I'd really love to see Ian Book too. You know, I mean, you'll see Taysom. him. I mean, they'll play him. He'll 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 start the he'll start the last preseason game. I'm sure. I hope so. I and hope he'll so. get mop up and, and duty look, in the fourth. Obviously, we we've kind of covered him ad nauseum, and and obviously a lot of Saints fans hate it. But like, I, I'm I'm interested in seeing him prove people wrong because. 
he's got Moxie. He's a winner. And I, I just think there's enough negativity right now surrounding him. And it's it's gotten to the point where it's starting to get pretty annoying that I'm actually like kind of rooting for the guy. And I, I want to see him. Fl- I want to kind of see him stick it to people. And like, oh, dude, there's a scenario where he outplays Trevor Simeon. He outplays Taysom. And like Sean Payton says, Ian Book as a rookie is the second best quarterback on my roster. That's right. I mean, like, like I, I think. Listen, I think that I think there's a scenario where like he looks great in the preseason. He looks great in practice, and the Saints like it just ain't happening. And they're like five and seven, six and eight. And I think he can do it. The main thing with Book that he has to clean up is that he his instinct is to just eject from the pocket, you know, yeah. and, and make things happen with his feet outside the pocket. Now he is pretty accurate and he makes good decisions. And he only threw three interceptions last year. He takes great care of the football. So from like a turnovers perspective, you know, look, you, you, yeah. you turn the ball over, you lose, right? And so j- just being a guy that's smart with the football doesn't turn it over. That's the biggest problem we have with Jameis and Taysom right now. Yeah. Right. Right. That's that's the biggest thing that's kind of given us big question marks about those two players is the turnover. So like Ian Book, he doesn't turn the ball over. Yeah, he'll protect it. And so sometimes you can win games just by protecting the football. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see. You work hard and play hard. So treat yourself and stock up for summer barbecues with Kansas City Steak Company. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. For classic steak cuts to USDA Prime to American Style Kobe, hard to find specialty cuts and more. Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. They make it so easy. Each order from Kansas City Steaks is flash frozen and delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Imagine relaxing in the backyard with your family while enjoying steakhouse quality meals from Kansas City Steaks. Try their butter tender filet mignon, Kansas City strips, juicy steak burgers, all beef jumbo hot dogs, and even complete meal combos. Bring the steakhouse to your house this summer with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with the code SD at checkout. That's KansasCitySteaks.com code SD. KansasCitySteaks.com code SD. This week has tons of sports action as the MLB, NBA, and NHL are all in full swing. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sports news. Sign up for bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. The Sean Payton offense, like, he creates easy throws for quarterbacks. And I know, look, Drew Brees is, is amazing and it's and he's a Hall of Famer and he it was, it was a lot of him. It was a lot of him too. But it was a lot of Sean Payton where like they would scheme stuff up and like dudes would be open. And so maybe, yeah. you know, and the book, the, book, like people talk about his lack of arm strength. I mean, I could tell you this. He doesn't have the same limitations as Brees the last couple of years. Yeah, like I, I think it's better. Me, it would be better than that. 
I think arm strength, like it's it, like to me, it matters to a certain extent. Like it, it's almost like me and you joke about the audio for this podcast. There's a threshold of we have to reach this level quality audio so people will continue to listen. If it's below the threshold where it's too terrible and it sounds like we're at the bottom of the swimming pool, they turn it off. That's how I view arm strength. Like you have to reach the minimum requirement. Once you hit the minimum requirement, yeah, it would be great if you were Aaron Rodgers and had like an all-time arm. But as long as you hit the minimum threshold, you're good. And I feel like looking at book, I feel like he's there. Like it'll be, it, it's okay. Like it's fine. You know. All right, last two picks. Landon Young. You said uh, Streif scouted him, so I called him Kentucky Fried Streif. Um, he, I mean, I bet he's, he's the leader in the clubhouse for the Sean Payton red shirt year, like hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I agree. I I still, I'm not a big Ethan Greenidge fan. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, James Hurst is clearly like the primary backup tackle this year, but man, Landon Young just. His interview was maybe the best, just in terms of personality of all the guys they drafted. You know, Ian Book is a little bit of like coaches speak. You can tell he's like the team captain who's done a million interviews and he just kind of gives you like the truncated, like token responses, you know, like the robotic. Co- mm-hmm. Yeah, he sounds a little bit like Drew Brees, right? But uh, Landon Young is just like, he kind of said he's got a Southern drawl. You know, he sounds like he's from Kentucky. Uh, and he sounds like a Southern version of Zach Streif. Great personality, like thoughtful guy, very intelligent. Um, and you could just hear him talk about what his limitations are in terms of his, like, he's like, he'll tell you, like, you listen to his interviews, like, yeah, I struggle with Pete pass rushers. And he's like, the Georgia game, Aziz Ojolari, like, great pass rusher, tremendous speed. These are the things with my technique that I messed up and why I didn't do well in that game. And, you know, he's like, I've been working on this all offseason. I think I've gotten a lot better at it. I've used some some strengthening exercises to get stronger in certain areas to help my explosiveness. And I think, like, I'll be better, but, like, that's what I'm working on. And, you know, as an offensive lineman, like, he's also just like, look, I want to be nasty. I want to hit guys yeah. in the mouth. I want to run them over. Like, he, he just – he said all the right things. And so – I can tell. I can already tell that Jack Street would love him just working with him at Kentucky's Pro Day and having him say, like, all right, I want you to go do this. And he's a guy that would immediately go execute it. You don't have to tell him twice. And that's where I think he probably got a great report from Zach uh, from that one-on-one. So he's a guy that's like, you know, it could be a thing where not necessarily that he plays, but it could be a thing like during the year where you're like, oh, Landon Young is active and Hurst is inactive. Let's say like one one offensive lineman goes down, and I would say Hurst right now is probably the primary backup at four positions, everything but center, right? And Mm so if one guy goes down, even if center goes down, it could be like Ruiz or McCoy, like one of those two just goes to center and Hurst goes to guard. So I, I would argue that if any of the five go down right now, it's Hurst going in. And if that happens, I think Landon Young could easily be next man up for like the tackle eligible role. Yeah. So that's what I'm so saying. He, like if, he if, might play some. If 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 an offensive lineman gets hurt, when they they, they, they may that probably will happen. If Landon Young is playing, 
I think that's a really good sign that they trust him, that he's already there. Where it's not necessarily a bad sign if some, uh, one person gets injured and he's still retro. And it doesn't mean he's a disaster, but it's a really, really good sign if they have one offensive line injury and then, oh, Landon Turner, he's active every week now and he's he's getting in tackle eligible. I well, think that'd it's, be a, it, it's, it's Landon Young. But uh, yeah, I, 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 <laughs> Landon Turner. I, I'm going to make the prediction that. Uh, by year three, he's a week one starter for the Saints. Wow! You can, and you can mock me, you know, Tomas. Check the timestamp on this, and you guys can mock me later when he sucks. Final one, and then we'll get out of here. Kwan Baker. He's in, he's interesting to me because if he's really good, they suddenly have like a log jam at receiver. And the thing with Kwan Baker is if he's good in the preseason because his his because his measurables are so good because his RAS score is so good like if he has like just like three or four good plays in the preseason they won't be able to sneak him through waivers I don't think because the team will be I, like hey. I just look at his tape man and like you immediately fall in love with what he does after the catch yeah like you see you see him make a catch he looks like a running back he's fast he runs away from dudes he runs them over like. He looks like Debo Samuel. Like the jet sweeps are effective with him. Like you just want the ball in his hands and you're you just go run boy, right? So now Damn. the difference is the difference is you know, he's got shaky hands. Is he is he gonna commit to blocking? Is he gonna understand the playbook, right? Like all these complicated mm-hmm. things about the Saints offense, all these nuances, like that's where he'll trip up, that's where he'll fail. Maybe he goes on the practice squad, but like Man, you gotta love the ball in his hands, and so my hope is that he can learn the other stuff quickly enough that uh, he can catch on and he can make the team because that's an element of his game we're gonna love to see. But it's just you know, look, he's a seventh round pick. Can he round out all the other stuff? He went to South Alabama, maybe a little bit more simplistic. Uh, the level of competition was poor. Um, so this is going to be a big adjustment for him. It's a big step up. I don't know if he can handle it, uh, but man, the ball in his hands is an exciting thing. So for Andrew, I'm Ralph.